This is Two Teachers Talking, and uh, I'm Tony Silva. Charles Wiz. And this is number episode 159. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about uh, another teacher movie. Um, most of you know about it, I think. Uh, Stand and Deliver. Um, even though, like last month's movie, um, I had never seen it. I've seen, you know, I've seen clips of it and done, um, you know, there's some readings about it, but uh, never saw it. So, but anyway, saw it for the first time in the last month. And uh, we'll be talking about that and how the movie version and the uh, reality of the classroom uh, sometimes diverge <laughs> and uh, can be a little bit different. But uh, it's the, uh, well, it's April 1st as this comes out. And um, everybody in Japan, all the teachers in Japan are still on break. Um, so how's the break going, Charles? Break? What's a break? <laughs> well, you're not going, you're not going to class every day. Oh, that, <laughs> that, 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 that that's the, what the we call a break in Japan. Break. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just been working on a lot of stuff. Just been yeah. working on a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, 10 hour days, Six days a week, basically. You know, this is when you get everything done. Well, business so, as usual. So yeah, so uh, yeah, I didn't have to teach any classes, but I've been working a lot. But okay, let's shall we get started, Tony, on this movie? All right, I'm ready. let's get let's dive into it. So um, we're doing this thing where we're kind of looking at teacher movies as two old guys looking at this stuff, and uh, this is Stand and Deliver, and what was it, nineteen eighty? Nine. Nine, it came out, 1989. Mm. So I was one year into teaching in Japan at that point. How about you? How many 1989, years? I was finishing my first year of teaching in Japan. Okay. And you never saw the movie? No. Yes. I remember watching the movie, and I remember thinking it was the best teacher movie I'd ever seen, the most realistic. And, you know, we're thinking about things like, you know, Blackboard Jungle to Sir with Love, right, sure, et cetera, sure, et cetera. Sure. So, um, and the one other one we did last month was also was about, just about the same time. I think is eighty eight. Dead poets, yeah, Dead poets, yes, right. The, something about the, they wanted teachers' the era. movies. The era. It was the era was was in, yeah. So this is a movie about a man who decides to become a teacher, kind of like mid career change. And it's, and a, I, it's, and not it's a really true story, based on a true it story. It is a true yeah. story, by the way, yes. And he, I think, was like some kind of computer. He's a programmer. He's a computer He was a programmer, I believe, yeah. Right. Then and he was, he was supposed coming to, to the school, and he, what his intention was, he was going to teach computers. Right. That was the exactly. deal. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So this is at um, Garfield High School in Los Angeles. And if you watch the movie, it's basically, it's a... Hispanic school in Los Angeles. And just to point things out, there are um, there were 12 leagues, football leagues, sports leagues in the Los Angeles school district because it had like 49 high schools. And my the high school I went to for my first year was in the same league as Garfield High and kind of um, not quite the same in terms of the economic um, conditions portrayed in the movie, but – you know, not too far, closer than further away. So I kind of could relate to that school and the limited resources and the fact that people weren't expected to succeed or be successful. So it takes place in a Hispanic school. This man, Jaime Escalante, comes in to teach uh, computers and ends up being assigned to teach math. And it's all about him coming in turning everything over and actually getting his students to pass the advanced placement test, um, calculus test to get college credit for students who most are not even college bound or would even consider themselves to be college bound. Right. And that's basically the movie and how he gets them, motivates them, et cetera, brings them in. Would you say that's a a rough – Picture of yeah, the that's picture. A, it's, it's a it's a it's a good uh, summary of, of the plot and things. And I would just add that there's two 
bigger ideas kind of overriding the thing. I don't know if like the, to my themes or, you know, uh, of the movie itself. And one is about, um, with, with, with what he's doing, uh, is expectations. Mm-hmm. And there's a really big contrast between the expectations that the school has for the students and what he brings to the classroom in terms of expectations. And, um, I guess, um, I don't know how to better describe it as kind of a tough love approach to the classroom. Um, and it's tied up a little bit with expectations and things, right? But in terms of like limits and um, standards and there's something more there. There's something more there. And I'll just leave it at tough love. But um, yes, that that's, that's the scenario. So this um, guy leaves his successful programming, I assume that was one conversation with his neighbor. He says, no, I wanted to become a teacher. Um, for yes, whatever the reason. The expression is like, what's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, right, exactly. You just read it on the guy's face, right? Great acting. Yeah. He's like, what the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you okay? Did you have it's a like, stroke? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm locking my door tonight. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, absolutely. So is it kind of just, he, just, he just wanted to become a teacher. He wanted to do this. And then, of course, he like is confronted with this like just situation, which is like all the cards are against him. Everything is just, you know, everything is stacked against him. And it's just like, there's you know, and just like, we are going to do whatever we can to prevent you from succeeding. And he, he picks up the challenge. And um, yeah, in reality, he actually does, you know, uh, achieve success. And this was true. He actually yeah. did achieve mm. success. And what you said about the tough love and the expectations, meeting expectations, uh, was, it's a big theme in the movie. Yeah. And also, yeah. you know, the way he, he talks to students. And the interesting thing, I, I might be wrong about this, but I think he's the only Hispanic or person of color teacher. That's, that's the only he's one the we only, see. That's the only see. one we see. Yeah. And so I think that in a in a Hispanic neighborhood in Los right. Angeles, which is not unique, right? I mean yes. it's, that's not uncommon. I don't think in you know, well, cities in the United States, right? Except in the LA city schools, I would have expected to see more African American teachers portrayed. Sure, because when I was teaching or Hispanic, because yeah. LA yeah. man. It's Los Angeles, yeah. So we have to deal with the fact that it's it's based on a true story. And again, the needs of Hollywood to make things dramatic mm. and keep an audience's interest is something we will look at and talk about. Yeah. But one of the things I noticed uh, about the movie is uh, he's talking to the secretary when he walks into the school and he's basically ignored and finally says, uh, I'm here to teach computers or something. And it's like, we don't have computers. And <laughs> finally he talks to the head of the math department and then he walks into the classroom and I noticed that his voice changes and his accent changed as soon as he walked into the classroom. Mm. Did you notice that at all? No. Did not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he changes. Yeah, yeah, how he goes he from talks. his teacher register. I mean, his, his professional it, it, administrative it register to his classroom register because he's talking to his students. Hey, man. But right, and but it was also accent. Mm. He is way of speaking English changed. Sure, I think. Yeah, he speaks so down kind of. Uh, well, that, no, I mean, I thought it's not I the right. Was, that's the right expression, but yeah. register. Yeah. Yeah, but the street. Not, yeah, yeah, but I thought that was interesting. So the first thing is, is you know, he's able to move between these two worlds, yeah. but he knows how to at least talk to the students. And then uh, he's you know walks into the classroom, and everything is so stereotypical. Yeah. Right, you know about being a, in a bad school. There's the t- students who challenge him, you know, physically threaten him. The kids with attitude, no interest, etc. And you know, it's always the same. <laughs> I think it's yeah. always it's Hollywood. Ex- yeah. It's Hollywood, it's 
right? And on his first day, of course, his car gets broken into, and you know the radio is stolen. Uh, so there's that, and again, the other thing that just upsets me, you know, Tony, is how quickly the students change. That's one of my big beefs. Um, that's that's really at the top of my list. It's like, yeah, kids won't do that. You're not going to get. Not you're not going to turn around a class. You're not going to get them come to class on Saturdays without. <laughs> you're, you're not. That's not going to happen. No matter how good you are. Yeah, I don't. I, I have to find out how truthful that is, though. I, okay, I mean, yeah, I, I have not done that bit of research, and well, it yeah. might have inspired them to do more. But yeah, it looks it's it's just way too easy. Yeah, and you know they're sitting in their seats; they're not speaking out of turn. You know, after only yeah, a few there's meetings, no disruption. There's no like you know flicking people's ears. There's no spitballs. Right. <laughs> there's no graffiti on, you know, there's no profanities written on the blackboard when the teacher comes in. I mean, any of that. Um, and, and, and maybe a little bit more. There, though they did do, a, they showed a little bit of it. Um, but, you know, for, again, USA, inner city high schools, they really didn't do, I think, a, 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 a true enough portrayal of the real danger in those schools there was no there there was a threat of violence i mean there was a you saw some kids chasing each other but and there was like some stare staring contests with um chuco and uh escalante in the classroom but there were no there were no guns there was no violence there were no drugs um this is 1989 Los Angeles. Well, I can I can add to that. I can add to that because um, in nineteen, let me see. I was in high school in like nineteen. There would have been like nineteen seventy three, maybe seventy three, seventy four. I can't remember seventy three or seventy four. And the gang violence in 1974 was so bad that when there were football games, right, you know, again, Southgate, where I went, Mm -hmm. I grew up, um, would be playing Garfield or, you know, Huntington Park High School or whatever. And um, that the football team would get on a bus and the bus driver would be told to drive to a certain location where when they arrived at the location, this is what I heard. I have to really <laughs> confirm if it's true, but they would take the football team. They drop bus, would drive the bus to a location where he would be handed, the bus driver would be handed an envelope, which would have the place where the football game was being played because gangs were just showing up at the football games and getting into fights. And this was the only way they knew how to prevent <laughs> <laughs> this problem because that's how bad it was it. like in 1974 it. <laughs> it was in chicago was the same <laughs> I yeah, it's, yeah so i think you're right that they really didn't show how much you know how, how bad it could have been especially for the students yeah for everybody yeah. right for, and the other among thing, the students and the teachers as well right and the other thing was that there wasn't so much you know, you had obviously there were the two or three students who are initially shown to be interested in learning. Yeah. And they didn't show how those kids can get attacked. Yeah. 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 And yeah. be bullied. Yeah. yeah there was, know, there was a very kind of situation. lack of bullying and, and going on there. Right. Little you know, you hints, the, little hints, but not right. nearly as real right. as it could yeah. have been, as of what yeah. the reality is. Right. So there was that. And then. Mind if we kind of change over into cool. that tough love thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. This guy would be fired for the way he <laughs> talked to students. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, that, that that's on my list. That's on yeah. my list. Um, I mean, yeah. some of the he, things he, were funny, but he but was he verbally abusive. abusive. Yeah, <laughs> we go. Great minds think alike. Yeah, but definitely abusive. I mean, he he was just. Yeah, you keep, especially, you know, and I don't know how much of it is the time and perspective is 2023, but from our standards as 
so many times over the line. Um, right. And, and there a couple of points is like, and what's what I, I think a criticism of the movie, um, those could have been, and I don't know if they're trying to tell the story and like, I have another theory about the whole movie that I'll, that I'll get to later on. But, um, in one case where, uh, it's with on hell or angel, I don't remember which way they come angel or on hell in the movie nethead. Um, um right. <laughs> he's way over the line in terms of being a hard ass and with the tough love thing. And it's like, you're not going to get away with that. You're you're just going to scare people away, and then that's partly part of the philosophy. It's like, well, you got to do it, or or get the hell out of here. Uh, a bit too far. But the the most egregious uh, thing was when he's he's ragging on the the uh, the, the attractive, popular girl Claudia, um, and she calls him on it. She says, she, in the classroom, she says, she gets up, she's ready to run, turns around and says, I don't appreciate you using my personal life to entertain your classroom. Right. And damn right. <laughs> damn right, girl. Yeah, absolutely right. And then she leaves and he does, you know, to his credit, he does like stop the class. He chases her out. But he doesn't seem to learn from it. He doesn't well, seem to learn from it at all. Um, it's, it's an, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a scene. Um, but there's no, so what? It's like, okay, maybe this is a, a learning thing for the teacher. Hey, I've screwed up the same way. I, I've, I've crossed lines. I've been too rude to students. One of them once called me on it. It's like, damn, you're right. Abs- absolutely right. I learned from it. Um, but there's no evidence of that here. And, um, yeah, one thing is the, his transgressions, I'll call them. Um, but worse is those don't seem to develop into learning experiences for the teacher. Now, in reality, that might have happened, but it wasn't in the movie. Well, the end of the movie shows how many students start passing the AP test. So, it's important to say that I, I might have issues with this and I need to know the reality of the situation, but it seemed to be getting results. And this does raise certain right questions about, you know, and we've talked about this before, about being hard, being challenging, making things difficult for the students. But I just, you know, thought that the way he talked to the students would just be like, I, I don't know anyone who would talk to students that way. Maybe that's the point. And maybe, maybe. but And also, I don't know that many students that would put up with that. <laughs> um, yeah, that one, the, the, the one uh, finger boy, uh, the finger man, Chuko, uh, he, he, he bugs out. And in reality, it wouldn't just be one student. It would be a lot more of them. They would students don't put would not put up with that then. They certainly would not put up with that now. Well, I think even if I go back to my high school time, we would have filed complaints oh, about right. a teacher talking to us that way. Oh, sure. And so there's that part. And again, you know, the guy did get results, so we got to give credit. And again, the problem is the dramatization, and we just don't know how realistic it right, is. Right, 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 right. You know, but it was kind of funny, though, to watch him. I'm sorry. You know, it was kind of to watch a movie where <laughs> nobody's woke at all. <laughs> well, it's the times, right? It's the right, 80s. <laughs> but he's so far away from being woke, and, you know, there's that attitude. But even though they didn't show a lot of things that we've talked about, one of the things that I definitely liked about the movie is that it showed the home life for some of the students. Yeah, they, they always cut away from the classroom and they showed us like, okay, these are all the challenges that all these kids are facing. Just, just find, finding a way to do the homework. They, they want. Let's assume they want to do the homework. It's just they just can't. <laughs> There's no way to do it. Their lives are full of stuff. Right, and 
That's the thing that I noticed and what I was taking notes was this point of, you know, um, I think it's Angela Duckworth who's talked about grit. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked right, a little bit about this. We've talked about this, this before. And That's what this movie. movie shows is that, you know, these kids have a lot of grit, but by the time <laughs> they get to school, <laughs> it's all used up. <laughs> it's all, it's, you know, it's used it's like, up just getting to school. Just right. <laughs> and <laughs> this idea, you know, when people talk about grit, it's like really easy for, you know, a kid who has a good home life to be able to – you know, have grit <laughs> yeah. when they're having to face challenges in the classroom. But if, like, you're going home and, you know, you want to do your homework and, like, that scene where the mother comes back and the mother's exhausted from a full day of work and, sure. you know, they don't have, like, any private space and says, can you turn that light off, please? Because she just wants to sleep. Yeah, she's sleeping. Are- <laughs> well, I can't do my homework. I was like, okay, I'll turn the light off. I guess I don't do my homework right. today and deal with the consequences tomorrow. It's like, what, what are you going to do? And then, you know, Hispanic, familiar. It's yeah. priorities. Right. But the thing that it did show, the home life and what the students yes. were yes. facing, I thought was – that was the best part of the movie, mm. was that these are not students who are coming from – Families that have the resources to get them through college. Um, there's a scene where he goes to the restaurant where. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a, that's a great scene. Oh, yeah. Right. He goes to the restaurant where one of his students, um, the father of one of his students owns a restaurant and the girl is working because she's told him that she has, she can't do the class because she has to work at the family restaurant. And, you know, that scene for example of where he says she could be the first person in your family to go to college and i thought that was pretty good for 1989 right this idea of recognizing that you know there are people who will be the first person in their families to get a real education well like me and me yeah so yeah, yeah every, I think everybody I, I who we know, and I think it's a really great contrast to dead poets society. Yes, right because we talked about it. so the other kids is like, well, you know, you go to tell your father that <laughs> this is how it's supposed to be. And it's like no, um, and this is how it's done. This is how it. You, this is this is the ballsy decision. It's like you go there, you talk to the father. You make the confrontation. You put the facts out in front of them. That's your job. That is especially as a high school teacher, right? Because the, mm. the kid, don't send the kid back there. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, th- that was that. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and he was he's rude. Yeah, right. Jaime Escalante is really rude. He's to the in father. your face. <laughs> yeah, in the classroom or outside the classroom. Yeah, he face. just doesn't. You know, doesn't come across. <laughs> he's not portrayed as the most likable guy. I mean, he's right. funny, but that scene where when we've talked about this, the difference between teaching high school and teaching college. Sure. Whereas in high school, you just can never, you can't give up on a kid. You got to do everything. And right, the teacher goes to the parent's restaurant and tries to convince the parent that, you know, their kid is special. And the idea of – but the the difference in class, like class identity sure. and starting out busing dishes and the father says, and now I own this restaurant. It's, you know, like it really showed how – Far or how limited people's dreams can be yep. based on, you know, their socioeconomic status. And that I really like that and tied in with the grid of just showing these kids were really, really not having anything that was helping them get ahead. And going back to what you said about the expectations, right, where he says, you know, students will rise to their levels of expect to the teacher's levels of expectation that there was nobody who had expected them to be great. And they're just trying to survive. And again, the other thing about grit that we have to go back to, and you mentioned this, Tony, is that that school seemed reasonably safe, the way it was portrayed. The way it was portrayed in the movie, yeah. And again, just to put things in perspective, 
when I went to my high school, you didn't go to the bathroom as much as possible because you would pro- probably because get you, shaken you, down. You, you lose get your lunch down. money. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> You'd walk in. Did they, and, but uh, when, when you were in high school, um, they didn't have like uh, metal detectors or anything yet, correct? No, they didn't, but okay. here's an interesting thing. They should thing. have. <laughs> by, well, by 1976, again, you know, fact check me on this, mm. the second or third largest law enforcement um, agency in Los Angeles City or County was the Los Angeles Unified School District um, security force. So when I was at high school, at a good high school, right, after I changed high schools and my family moved from the neighborhood to a much better neighborhood, I would be talking to the security guards and they both packed. They both had guns. Sure. So Why, why Why not? The students do. (laughs) (laughs) inner city school come on but this was not an inner city school is what i'm trying to say this was in the san fernando valley was in a pretty good neighborhood this was the new school okay that was the new school that i transferred to which by the way had a calculus class Hmm. and when i went to that school i was already a year behind in math and i was always academically oriented but i you know i was way behind and uh for example, the original high school, just to put things in perspective, you know, Southgate High, I think, was somewhat close to Garfield High School. What was it? It was Southgate, Garfield, Huntington Park. I can't remember the fourth school. Anyway, um, I'm pretty sure they were in the same league, but there was like 10 students who were in the gifted program at my first high school. And there was like a college counselor who, or the the college counselor, I think, or high school, one of the high school counselors would teach that class for the 10 or 12 students. And then when I went to the new school, there was like, what, 60, 80 students, even though the school was not eight times, six times, or eight times the size of the other school. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's real financial differences. Sure. Uh, and, you know, just depending on the neighborhood. And again, I like that they showed that and how that impacted these students, even students, you know, who wanted to learn. That was good, I thought. Yep. I like yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I've seen totally, we've, we've seen it too. Like, we, we, we've too, it's like quote unquote bad schools. But even in your worst classes, you'll have like some students that you could just see right away that it's like, yeah, they they realize <laughs> they they've been dealt a bad hand, but they still want to learn, and it's like yeah, you know, it breaks your heart, right? And if in this movie that shows that those kids' were, needs were not being met, absolutely right. And so when the teachers just say these kids can't handle it, these students can't handle it. Well, see, that's that's one of the things that I, one of the other things I really liked about the movie when like when uh, the Escalante, the, the teachers, is like says that like, you're doing mean, teaching is too easy for them. It's like they're you know like, the, again it goes to that idea of expectations. They have the, the school administration and whatever that is. Um, assumes that it's like, okay, these kids are, you know, they're going to perform at this level. And so we need to make it easier. And I was like, well, no, this is like, it's like, no, they're not performing because they're bored because <laughs> this crap is too easy for them. Um, they need, they need, they need more of a challenge and they need and, and a reason to be challenged and to, to show how that figures out. And yeah, I did, Kind of like roll my eyes with like the, the 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 chef shtick that he does at the at the beginning, but actually that's that's based in reality. The the the, the real teacher did that, did something very much like that. We walked um, into a classroom with like a, <laughs> with the chef's thing, with, the, with, a, with a goofy a giant hat like and cleaver, and a, a cleaver, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know what the hell it was, but it's like, oh come on, man! It's like, and you know. We've all, <clears throat> um, you know, been in the teachers' room, and 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 some teachers who will, you know, play the clown to win over a class, and I guess it can be effective. I mean, you you can make it work, 
Um, it is, in a way, sad sometimes when one has to. But at the same time, sometimes one has to. <laughs> um, yeah, man, and, and you know, and I don't, I don't know. My, my reaction when I saw it in the movie is like, ah! but maybe part of that was because maybe as I was like, well. You've done that, dude. <laughs> like, you've crossed that line. You you've you've gone, you know, you've crossed that line to like do things that are entertaining in class to win over this. So, I mean, I mean in all different kinds of ways. I mean, teachers bring treats to class. They do, you know, they, they gamify things much more than other teachers do. Um there's, there's all different ways to get where you're trying to go. Um I wasn't expecting uh, him, that teacher, and his personality to do that, but meh, okay. Um, but yeah, so that that made me roll my eyes a bit. <laughs> huh. I didn't have any problems with that. Mm. I thought, you know, that would be something I would do if I needed to get my students' attention. Uh, um, I use humor a lot in the can classroom. I, can, I, can I? Me too. And that's that's why I rolled my eyes. It's like, oh, oh no, no is, is, man. That, is that what I look like? Is that how it looks? Right, exactly, and, exactly. And I thought that was good, though. That just showed that he was trying to be creative, but that also he understood, you know, how to get them to take notice. I mean. When the night yeah, comes sure, down, sure, of course, sure. it, of course way when he chops the, the apple, he gets everyone's attention. That was, a, of course, something that would get students' attention. But how he, you know, made fractions, he's trying to teach fractions, he made it real, three-dimensional, visual, in real life. That was really, it was really good. And I enjoyed that. And... You know, again, they're trying to show that if somebody comes in with creativity who's different, that things can be done. The problem I have is that I think they just made it look too easy. That's all. Yeah, right? that's I, and that's and that's the Hollywood aspect. We talked about right. that with with Dead Poets, and the same with this one, yeah. and specifically with this movie. Um, I just felt there was. There was a much better movie there. Yes. And a lot of it got left on the editing floor. Right. I think there was a lot of stuff that got cut out that Mm. could have made, fleshed it out and made everything uh, fuller and more real and more human and realistic. It's like uh, they, they, they packaged it. Okay. But I think so much got cut out. Um, I think there was a whole lot more there that, and you know, part of it's the time, right? 1989, movies had to be short. It was film. Film was expensive, I guess. Um, but uh, I think there, it's a missed opportunity. It, it is, I think, I think there was a much better movie there, but it just suffered from like too severe editing. To Hollywood, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they need. They wanted make an it up, formula. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So right. They wanted you need it an fast uplifting. and simple so people could understand it and not be troubled by the complexities. Right, and I was interested in the complexities as a Damn teacher. Right. I wanted to see, hey, how did you deal with this? Because again, this idea that you know he can just go in and the class changes. And the other thing I noticed about the movie, it doesn't give you a lot of understanding of how much time has elapsed. Right, you don't know whether it's days or weeks, days, weeks, or, or anything month. else, and, and they don't right. show any t- anything about his. And we're all going to appreciate this: his the time that it he spends in preparation, right? Zero. Yes, and that goes to this need or this desire or this way that you want to portray the talented teacher the incredible great teacher, right? The person who's transformational without showing what was involved. Now, this guy's never taught before. But yeah, that's it. But see, that's, that's, but for me, that's the story, right? It's like how hard this sucker works. 
to right. do what he accomplishes. And I wanted them to show that. Yes, like, you know, yes. And, and the lessons that failed that allowed him to really fine-tune. It's just like he magically goes in and everything pretty much works, right? And anyone who's been in the class, anyone who's done anything <laughs> know that you never, you never have that kind of perfect record. So you're right. That's an interesting way to say it is that there's – the movie I wanted to see is there, but it got left on the cutting floor. Yeah. Yeah, That's I think they just cut out way too much. It could have been a really good three-hour movie. <laughs> yes, or it could have been a good 90-minute movie with a different focus. Mm. Oh, okay. Well. Right. I mean, I think that it just was, again, this need to either vilify or, um, what's the word, sanctify? <laughs> what's the, um, idolize the uh, t- teachers rather than showing us what you know an average teacher can do and achieve in some of those situations. So that was good. The uh, I'm moving on to something else. But there's another thing that I really liked in the movie, and I, I hope it's true. But he's teaching the class, and then the principal and the head of the math department come in to watch, to observe his class. Uh, yeah, and yeah. he doesn't change. <laughs> he keeps telling the same, you know, It's a, it's a, jig- it's a gigolo problem. How many girls? Right, right, each, right. Each exactly. Has, yeah. Exactly. You know, and he's using words, I think, that they would, you know, he's describing the math problem in a different way than they would be used to. And I thought that was pretty cool that they showed him not changing. Yep. Yeah, and I like uh, that. I like that also very and you know, much. And you notice that that scene ends with like that, the, the, the girl whose father has the restaurant, she comes back. I think of she, course. Her, name is, her name is Anna. Anna. And she comes back to the class. She walks in and she sees the problem on the board and she solves <laughs> Well, we have to put it in context, right? That it's a pretty complicated, you know, algebra question. Yeah, it's an algebra And nobody question. seems to get it right. And the girl who's been required by her father, the one at the restaurant, right, the right. father who owns the restaurant, has taken her out for some reason from school. I think in general from school. Yeah, right. And just, she, but then she comes back. And she comes back. And of course, she solves the problem. And, you know, that need for high drama, right? Uh, and... uh you know, again, it's Hollywood, but it was pretty cool that, you know, he still kind of maintains his his way of being, you know, in the classroom, although he doesn't seem to be as abusive to the students. Well, he's he kind of abusive is. because everybody who enters, whenever somebody enters wrong, <laughs> he, he rides the hell out of them. But even when even when he was being observed? Of those of you, he just makes fun of them for getting the wrong answers. Like, dude, <laughs> these these kids need a little bit more encouragement. Right. At one point, he's like, anybody can do this. It's easy. It's easy. And he humiliates that one kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, and, it's a and, nethead on hell at the very beginning. It's zero. It's like plus but, – but, but, but that's an easy question. That's one. He knows that he knows. So, and he's not really humiliating. He's, he's pushing him. It's like, okay, what plus two and minus two. So what's the answer? No, no, no. I meant I meant something different. I oh, meant something okay. Something different. Oh. That's the fill the whole scene, right? Yes, yes. Fill the whole. And he's fill talking whole, to Angel, who is kind of the the tough, yeah, yeah, gang banger kind of guy who you can tell is going to be transformed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he knows the answer, but he can't say it because it's not cool right. to answer a que- right. answer a question. No, I'm thinking of the scene where the guy who's um, the mechanic. He he's working okay. in cars, okay. the, the and C he's students. in the front of the room. Poncho for me, yeah. That's the C yeah. student, and he's, yeah, and he's trying to solve the he problem gets the at three the board. And the AP test. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect. He got the three, but uh, um, the idea. But he was at the board, remember? And he's mm-hmm. going, "Come on, come on, it's easy, easy." And you just it's like, "Fuck you!" It's not easy for me, man. I'm not. I don't have that. Right, and. You know, everyone in the class would be feeling really uncomfortable sure. at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's like, come on, man, back off, back off, back off. Give this right. guy a break. It's now, Poncho, um, man, back off. Yeah, and he, he, the kid loses it. Yeah. And again, you know, it's just constant. And, and, you know, Escalante is getting, you know, Jaime, the teacher, is getting feedback that the students are not happy with what he's doing. Right. And he just, as you pointed out, he doesn't seem to be getting it. But that raises, again, this yeah. question – of, you know, yeah. when they're in the, he's going to, wants to teach the calculus class or something. And this is when he's presenting it to like the math department or something or the faculty meeting. And one of the people says, you know, 
you're you're raising these kids' expectations. Yeah. These aren't the types that bounce back. Yeah. That was That like, was very real. That was very real. And uh it reminded me a lot. It's like you know, it was my my early years teaching in Japan. I was kind of the de facto, if not official, director of the uh uh study uh, abroad program. And uh they said, you know, the 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 curriculum was the curriculum and it was it was totally unrealistic. Um these kids come in and it's like half a semester prepare them to go study abroad in Vancouver or for a short term or Texas somewhere for like a year. Vancouver's better. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's way easier, way easier. Yeah, absolutely. But they were all thrown together and it's like, okay, we'll go go do this. And it's like and it's like, yeah, I'm there in Japan and I'm having this great experience, but I'm in my thirties. Um I'm been preparing for this for years. Um, I have other motivations. <laughs> um, but for the over you know, overseas experience, it's like, am I am I doing these kids a favor? I mean, not to the extent that um that Escalante did, but I because I realized that I, I only had like, you know, ten weeks to get these kids ready to pick up and go to the US or in Canada. Um so I, you know, it was it was boot camp. Um that's the way I did it. I didn't enjoy that particularly. So you know, heartbreaking result. I mean they were great. They they were just wonderful. Um and um actually before I left Japan about five years or so before Japan, before I left, we we actually had a little reunion <laughs> um in a in a restaurant. And it was it was it was very interesting because they're you know, we got to you know, we met and it's like, you know, Every, they haven't been in touch with each other. And it's like, okay, and these people, like 15 minutes, they were like, it was just like the classroom <laughs> back in 1991. Same personnel. <laughs> people haven't changed at all. But just being really conflicted with, um, you know, this, on one hand, this theoretical belief about, like for, in that, my case, study abroad. In his case, calculus, AP, getting into colleges, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, uh, at some point you have to question, it's like, okay, this is really nice for your ego. And, and you, 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 okay, you're, you're, you're a teacher and they're getting good scores on the tests and everything else. Kids lives. Are you doing them any favors? And that's, and that, and that's one of the things like, well, for example, the, the department head said, well, you know, she, you know, she left, she resigned as, as department head. Um, but it, I think from actually from the way the movie was that um, she really had the kid's best interests at heart. It's like, okay, well, you're going to get this kid, a, you know, a four or five on the AP exam, but are they going to be able to get into a good university? Are they going to end up flipping burgers? Are they going to be working at a gas station? As, as um, what's his name? Chuko says, yeah, it's better to rob a gas station than work at one. Um, it's, 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 it's really tough. It's a tough call. Right. And the thing is, is that, okay, so they succeeded at the AP test. Mm-hmm. What about their other classes? And what about their SATs? Right. What about what the ACTs? Did, are the other teachers, the other classes, what's happening? What are those scores going to be like? Right. So that was an, a perspective, I think, that didn't get enough attention. Right. Yeah, they could have had a whole a couple of scenes about like what's happening in their other classes and um, how unhappy the kids were with the way the other teachers were teaching and how they weren't learning. And it's like, well, you know, I have Esclan to you know, slip them a book of Shakespeare or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then there's also the other thing, which is that, and we know this from experience when we worked together at uh, the one school that was a pretty low-level school. That's a really good example. Yeah. And we were really successful as a group, really raising the level of students. They should make a movie. They should make a movie. <laughs> but what I wanted to say but we, is but that it's worth it. 
we were not liked by the other professors and other teachers. Hell no. It's the same same as Galani, because, yeah, we had results. Stupid, stupid, stunning (laughs) results. Right. We had results that didn't make sense given what exactly the the input the original starting point was right and i was told how much we were hated by the other professors because we were getting results we were being successful and and no time and i think tony you could probably vouch for this did anybody ever say hey can you explain to us how you're getting these results <laughs> so that wasn't looked at that there was no resentment from the other teachers you know he must have gotten had such a difficult time i can't believe that all the teachers were there he was not popular he was not popular he there, there was a lot of resentment um and actually with the with the shown with the notes i will include a link there's a um Nice little, you know, retrospective dedication to Escalante, blah blah blah, uh, and there are a couple of other articles that I, that I've read about him. And it's like, yeah, there was a lot of pushback and a lot of resentment because, as you did note, he's he was not a genteel, polite individual, <laughs> and um, I don't, I think, it was, I think it was not just restricted to the classroom. I think probably was the same with faculty meetings and so forth. But he took no guff, um, and he wasn't afraid to step on toes. And so, no surprise, he was not popular. Yes, and I think that could have been explored a little bit more, right? Yeah, yeah. And how? And there's a difference between his situation that's portrayed and what we went through. But the Mm -hmm. point is that I think someone who's getting a lot of results is initially going to get a lot of blowback. Yeah, from people. Oh, um, natural, it's human nature. Uh, resentment, right? Jealousy. And I think, yeah, you know, that should have been shown. And you know, the fact that you know he says I can teach more and I'll teach more. And again, you know, part of that I wonder is how much of that is the you know being a new teacher, how much energy you have coming in. Yeah, that's a good thing. And, like like in my right. case, right? When I was talking about like the study abroad thing. Yeah, you knew you. You just throw everything out there. Right. And by the time you get done, you're pacing yourself a lot more. Yeah. Right? As I will find out in my final year of full-time teaching. <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. But you will enjoy and, it. I mean, you will enjoy it. It's like, it's not not for the reason that you think, but you will you'll enjoy this last year. I'll ask you about that later. Hmm. I won't ask you what you mean. It's not for the reason I think. <laughs> Right. But again, you know, the ideas, I think that, you know, I watch the movie as a teacher and, you know, then there's just like these expectations and, you know, God, I'm such a terrible teacher. I don't have the motivation. I don't have the commitment. And, you know, all those things that, you know, it raises for me in terms of, you know, my own self-image as a teacher. And the, you know, the expectation that, Teachers should be transformative. We should be transforming our students. And we go back to that thing, you know, like, you know the expe- especially in Japan, the expectation is that we should be motivating our students to want to learn English. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so much so much of the balance has shifted the responsibilities to the teacher for, for all kinds of things. Just for that, just for you know the motivation and also the results and 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 all of that falls onto the teacher. Right. And a lot of that, I think, is due to this Hollywood imaging of the teacher, right? And you see, so what the movie does as it presents is this idea that students want to learn, okay? And, you know, I I wonder how many of the students were taking his AP class, his math classes and how many failed and how many passed because the way it's portrayed is that everybody is succeeding. Right. And that was, we talked about with dead poet society yeah. where at the very yeah. last scene, yep. some yep. of the kids don't stand up. Yep. And in that sense, that was a more realistic portrayal of a classroom than the stand and deliver movie. Yeah. More realistic. Sure. Right. It's like, you know, how many students failed, but they couldn't show that. And, 
you know, and again, you know, what's the student's responsibility there? And, you know, it's that combination. It does raise some questions about, you know, do we treat students too gently? Do students want to be treated, you know, more in a more challenged way, more challenging way? I don't know. But as you said, Tony, and I think you really pointed it out, is that there was so much left out that would have been so interesting yeah. for me. Yeah. But again, it's a commercial movie and it has to bring in audiences and it has to be this transformative hero. Yeah, yeah Hollywood ending. Yeah. The teacher as a hero. Again, same thing like Dead Poet Society, to Sir with Love. Um, the idea that the teacher is a hero. And... You know, instead of the the teacher being a craftsperson, craftsman or whatever you want to call it, right? Somebody who works hard and, you know, by knowing their craft well, mm-hmm. is able to achieve. But that would be a really dull, yeah, boring yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want to a see really that. Dull, boring movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have um, anything else you want to comment about? I'm thinking going through... <sighs> My notes. Not really. I think we covered most of it. It's like, yeah, it's a Hollywood movie. It's too pat. It's too easy. It's too simplistic. But that's Hollywood. And and not only Hollywood, I think that uh, you talked about like in Japan, I think there is a um, whole bunch of movies that do the exact same thing and in lots of different ways about teachers, mostly high school teachers. I don't think they did too many on university teachers. Um I'm thinking about university teaching movies in the U.S. Uh, what comes to mind is Paper Chase, which maybe is worth a look. Mm. Um, it's good. But um, I think we both agree that they did a better job with this than Dead Poets Society. Um, and I don't know if that's because, you know, you're L.A., I'm Chicago, inner city, a little bit stronger connection. I think that's part of it. But uh, uh, well, I think, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Tony, but I just thought, the the students were so much more interesting <laughs> and stand and deliver. I was had so little interest uh, yeah, in the uh, yeah. Dead Poets Society kids. You know, I mean, these kids had personality. They were you know they were lively and engaged and you know. So there's that. But I interrupted. No, you. No, no, no. That's that, right. I, just, I just needed to point that. It's out. just like you know, yeah. there's a lot, a lot of a, a lot of contrasts between the two movies. Um, yes, and uh, but you know both of them cannot they suffer from that that need for Hollywood to make a package and sell a package and um, get the seats filled. Um, and I will have that. Um, I will as I include that that link on um, uh, to the to the real um, you know Jaime Escalante, the teacher. Uh, make sure I put that in there. Um, I don't think there's much else. It's like, you know, it was, uh, I thought the thing was, that was realistic that I liked that you know, like the different ways that, um, Escalante in different ways would, uh, buck the administration fighting for the kids. I just identified with that. That's happened a lot in my, in my yeah. history. Um, well, let- what I thought was interesting was, um, but they did well, um, that they didn't need to necessarily, but uh, how after the test fiasco, the differences in the way the different kids, the the, the kids reacted. Now each each student reacted in a little bit of a different way, you know, pretty subtle. Um, but it's like, okay, they're being. You need to explain to the audience what you mean by the test. Fiasco. Okay, so the the they you know he's been teaching them calculus. They take the AP test in math. Uh, they do incredibly well. Um, which is red flag number one uh, for, you know, what is ordinarily not a great performing high school. Uh, the other thing that flags them is that most of their mistakes are the same, which makes them suspect. But of course, because it's like, well, it says, yeah, because I'm their teacher. <laughs> I taught, I taught them wrong or I didn't teach them the same. I, but this is what I've been teaching them. I didn't teach them that. And so they got it all wrong. Um, and so they, you know, they're suspect and they're, given the option to retake the test. Um, and so they're given this notice. It's like, you know, you, you need to retake the test. And so the students, each of them react in different ways. And some of them, anger, sadness, confusion, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they generally, as a group, I think most of them, I think some of them don't retake the test. 
Some of them do rate the test and la, la, la. Um, they do better. And this may be real. It may not be real. They do better on the second time than on the first time. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like I liked the fact that they all made the same mistake on the test. It's like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get that. I screwed up. I didn't. They didn't get that right because I didn't. Damn it. Because I didn't do that. I didn't teach that kind of problem so they all got it wrong and it's like oh man well i thought he was also saying that it's the way he taught them that there was a way of thinking through problems so of course they're going to get the answers wrong Uh, but in that um when he's dealing with the ets people i don't know if it's really true or not but their absolute refusal to show him the tests yep 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 Right, and that you know, there's no uh, way to really check whether or not they're being honest or forthcoming, and then the hints of racism, right? Sure. Because the ETS, the two ETS guys are ethnic minorities in the United States. The educational testing service people they send sure. out. Um, and by the way, if anyone's an Andy Garcia fan, it's really interesting to see Andy Garcia as a super young guy. <laughs> <laughs> he plays one of the ETS people. But you know, I wanted to mention something. I. I of a story about Jaime Escalante. His reputation was already big within the educational community in California. Mm-hmm. From 1985 to 1988, I worked at a high school in San Francisco working in a peer counseling program. And I did this while I was you know, still going to yeah, school. Yeah, you taught these students. I worked with very similar yeah. students, yes. And I was successful with some and not with others. Duh. Right? And... I can say that I remember, and just in support of the movie, that um, there were a bunch of gifted students they had at the school, and they were all failing Hmm. their classes. So I said, hey, I'll teach these students. And I, you know, said the class starts at seven o'clock because school started at eight, or it started, I taught them like a class from eight to nine. They chose the book they wanted to read, and we read it together. So there are the students, they are, they are motivated, Hmm. some of them, right? Not a lot of them just chose not to do this. But the reason I mentioned this is that so it must be about 1988, and I heard from somebody who was working at the school that um, Jaime Escalante was being interviewed to be like uh, to run the math program for the entire San Francisco school district. And this person was either on the committee, I can't remember, or knew somebody who was on the committee. And I said, well, what did you guys think? And Or what did people say? And they said, oh, everybody thought he was great, but there was one problem. And I said, well, what's the problem? And they said, he just refuses to follow the curriculum. <laughs> and I remember I said, he is the <laughs> curriculum. And that, again, was such a, like, oh, little did I know that <laughs> warning. Right warning, there on the wall, written, is, written large. It's right there. It's right there. You've seen it, you know, and if you, if you don't get out of the teaching profession right now because I have just told you this, you have no right to complain. That was an amazing thing to So... Again, his reputation had, you know, I remember knowing about him before the mm-hmm. movie because cool. 1989, if the movie came out, I would have been in Japan. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, again, you know, we can say things, but I still think out of all the teaching movies I've watched, and I don't know how many I've watched, right? But it's still the best. It's still the best teaching movie I've seen in in terms of just, you know, portraying as close as possible to what happens in a classroom, what the teachers do, but especially what the students go through. And, you know, just what it's like for people who are not getting the benefits from society, right? The people who are at the fringes. And that I liked. I really did like that um, compared to, oh, the poor kids going to what was it i don't know exeter or whatever <laughs> um you know in dead poet yeah, yeah, society yeah, they couldn't get and the- also like the same thing like what is it it's scent of a woman where um <laughs> it's about a rich school again prep school and there's 
the one kid, I think it's the kid, the actor's name is Charlie, who is from like Oregon or something, a working class family, and he's there on a scholarship, something like that. But you know what, Tony, I'm thinking maybe what we should do is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Well, next. I was we should that do a comedy rock and roll high school. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, enjoy, <laughs> I enjoyed Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is it Ferris Bueller's yeah, Day Off? Yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I, well, some of my friends are like really huge fans, and it's like, it's okay. Yeah, it seemed like I think people at Rock and Roll I think High School. I'm too old. Maybe. Yeah, maybe Rock and Roll High School, something to or do. Like a, I, or, or, or Paper Chase. That's paper an interesting chase, one. You yeah. talk we about should... the high expectations. <laughs> Now, what is that? That's Harvard Law yeah. School? <laughs> I, I never showed it in class, but I always, like 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 my, uh, at the kids at Hyundai, I always gave them this. It's like, hey, you know, you guys, you guys think you're working hard? It says, you got a chance? Check out this movie. <laughs> Just check this out. Come back and let, let me know what you think. <laughs> uh, yeah, talk about yeah. a high bar, right? So, no pun intended. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a good point to wrap there we up, go. Tony. Okay. So wishing everyone a great school year, mm, well, beginning well, of the 2023 let's, let's school year. Let people enjoy a last week or so of a break. Uh, that's a true, because on, April guys, 1st, they bit, still have bit, yeah. Use every day. Use every day well. It's like, enjoy it. Enjoy it, because um, classes start up again. It's gone. Classes start up again. <laughs> you, you know what happens. And uh, it's all fun, and it's all good in the classroom, but it's not a break. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> there is a difference. So enjoy it while you can. Okay. All right. So we're two teachers yes. talking. And you guys know our names and you know where to find us. And I hope you have a good month until we talk again. That's right. Tony. Okay. Oh. See ya. Bye. <laughs>